Mm, hello and welcome to episode 24. Yeah, 24 of Curiosityness. Wow, 24 episodes. Boy, they fly by. Uh, this episode is fun. I, I had a great time talking with these guys. I have on Nat and Martha of Mainland Studio. That's their company. They do all kinds of design work and branding and designing rooms and all this kind of stuff. It's crazy what they do. They do like everything. Um, So we talk about all that stuff. They're going into van life. They're are in the uh, middle of converting their van right now. So we talk a bit about that. Um, But this was just a fun conversation. We talk about Elon Musk, surprisingly more than I thought we would at all in this podcast. Um, Talk about lighting. Yeah, it's just fun. Um, I think you guys will enjoy just kind of hanging out with us in this episode. So uh, without further ado, here is Nat and Martha. Welcome. Welcome to the show. Thanks for being on. Thank you for My having pleasure. us. Yeah, yes. this is great. So it's, is it Nat or Nate? It's Nat. Okay. It's, a, it's an often misspelled version of a longer name that is Nathaniel. <laughs> so, what's, what's misspelled, Nathaniel or Nat? Oh, Nat. Oh, Nat. 100% of the time. Like it's G-N-A-T? Not, is that what they do? That's a, that, that's a fantastic, and a, that's a fantastic uh, use of that. But what, we know, what normally happens is I'll be like, Hey, I'm Nat. And it's not anyone's fault. Nat's a, kind of an uncommon name. So people will just be like, oh, what's up, Matt? And they throw an M in front of it. I'm just saying they heard me wrong. They're not trying to be rude. They just like Right. It's just the it's just the the thing people do. Um and Nathaniel has like three outside of Nathaniel iterations. So it could be Nathan or Nate or uh yeah, maybe there's just, just two. Or Nat. Or Nat, but yeah, and uh, my parents gifted me with the one that's the most easily misspelled. Oh, that was nice of them. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I wouldn't trade it because it is kind of like a uh, a weirdo name. But um, if I were to do it all over again, I'd probably uh, like go with something like Kevin Smith. And then no one, no one would ever have to like, no one would ever have to like guess ever again. Right. But then you'd always get compared and uh, confused with the real, with Kevin Smith, the filmmaker. Right. Whose appearance changes, it seems like basically monthly. So like, I, yeah, no one, <laughs> Kevin Smith doesn't know who Kevin Smith is. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Wow. Okay. Um, and yeah, so that's, that, that, that's that. That's that, huh? But the, it, you have like a good attitude towards it because some people get mad they get like upset when you say their name wrong like uh like caroline or carolyn but you're mm-hmm. like you know it's honest mistake i understand you know i get it i i get it and it's all in the name of good faith and trying to be polite and trying to understand like who this person is who's like approaching you um but yeah i am jealous of the nates and nathans out there sometimes <laughs> like <laughs> like meet and greet type things that we go to where I have to, I should probably just wear a name tag, even if they're not provided. Mm-hmm. Just like just embroider and wear an embroidered shirt or something. Just always, always have something, <laughs> something that like lets people know, no, you're yeah. not here. It's just, it's just the way it is. That's what I, my first day of middle school, I was like, it's kind of a weird kid. And my mom has this business where she makes like t-shirts and pens and stuff for companies for like business, small businesses or whatever. So 
I've always been able to like make my own t-shirts or whatever. So I made a shirt, just a white shirt that had the like, hello, my name is kind of thing on it. Like yeah. that sticker okay. made on it. And then I had my name Travis on there and wore it to my first day of middle school. So everyone would remember my name. I mean, it's, I get it. yeah, and we're probably around the same age too. So like, I don't know if you were a basketball fan when you were like in middle school or uh, maybe even elementary school, but like I always wanted to be named Michael. Because, first of all, every one of my friends growing up in New England, every one of my friends is named either Sean or Michael. And Michael Jordan wasn't the best basketball player on the planet. So I was like, why didn't my parents just go with Michael? They should have had this foresight to, like, name me after, like, this total superstar. Mm -hmm. But Missed opportunity. Yeah, It was missed opportunity. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Well, that was an introduction, Nat. And then we have Martha. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Well, welcome to the show, guys. Appreciate you being on. Um, so I guess where are you guys at right now? We are currently in Rhode Island, uh, a small uh, town called Westerly. Nat grew up in Providence, and I went to school at Rhode Island School of Design in Providence, which was kind of how we met through a mutual friend of ours. And then we've been together for uh, eight, nine years. Nine years. Yeah. Wow. Congrats. It's a milestone. It's yeah. not quite. It's one of those ones where it's like it's not ten, but like nine is also a lot. So, yeah. <laughs> we we, we back. Yeah, ten's just around the corner. You're you're good. <laughs> all th- yeah, all things going according to plan. <laughs> yes, right. Um. Okay, and so you guys have Mainland Studio. That's your company, your business, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. So what what is that? Can you tell us about that? Sure. There's. Uh, the best way to put it, it is, it is a, uh, branding graphic design and creative studio, uh, that we started in November, 2016. So we're actually in our second year of fully owning and operating this business. Nice. Um, yeah, it's great. Um, and what we do, uh, I'm sure Martha can uh, expound on this, but, uh, we work with small businesses, uh, and brands of various, uh, various degrees and, and stages in their, in their business and work with them to create cohesive imagery around their brand, uh, as well as, um, build a story and a narrative around essentially where they want to go as, as a, as a company. Okay. Yeah. So, so we, we, oh, sorry. So to, to kind of like elaborate on that. Uh-huh. Um, so our, com- our, the companies we work with, we come in at kind of different stages, whether you're at the very beginning and have an idea and a concept and just looking for a logo, a website, a social media package, all of the kind of like soup to not starter kits. Mm-hmm. Um, we can help you with that, whether it's messaging, logos, all of, all of the beginning parts. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of our kind of bread and butter clients, which really maintain the company, it, are people that we've been working with on a much more um, evolving stage of their business. So it's more email marketing campaigns, like new initiatives, uh, merchandise, all of those things are more kind of like the things that will grow, uh, grow the business uh, day to day and month to month. 
So we kind of can plug into different teams, whether they're at the very initial stage or whether it's something that just needs ongoing help. Okay. So you guys kind of do like a little bit of everything then it sounds like. That, yeah. Yeah. We, we have been doing a little bit of everything, but we're kind of starting right now to really try to pinpoint and narrow our focus as a company. And a lot of that has to do with the industries we want to work with and the kinds of people we're really looking to align ourselves with. Okay. So who's, uh, what kind of industries are those? Who is that? Absolutely. So this is, this is kind of a multifaceted thing, but so we recently moved out of New York city, mm-hmm. which was a big move. We've yeah. been there for in some capacity for the last like eight or eight or nine years. For me, 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, working in high-end lighting, high-end design. Um, I worked at startups. I worked at Condé Nast. I worked at a lot of different, very varying companies and then realized that I really wanted to kind of do my own thing and mm-hmm. be my boss. And I've worked at basically for the better part of that 10 years uh, within the industry of like uh, high-end lighting and furniture. Okay. So we, Martha and I kind of both came to that same conclusion, having worked in different sectors in design, we were like, oh, we want to beautify the world in our own way. You know, we cut our teeth in Brooklyn and Manhattan, um, which not to like toot our own horn, but like, that's, that's a thing, mm-hmm. you know, um, I'm not going to do the, like, if you can make it there, you can make it anywhere thing, but it's, <laughs> it's a it's a real, it's a, it's a real thing, uh, especially in the industry we want to kind of establish ourselves in. So we came to that same conclusion of like, oh, we want to do this thing for ourselves, contribute to this community in our own way, having done all the other, <laughs> done all the other stuff that we didn't really want to do. Right. Okay. So, so to kind of like, kind of, uh, follow that up with the kind of companies we're looking to work with. Um, because we've come from this place of pretty, uh, like top tier design in New York city, but really started to see a bit of, uh, not kind of sourness, I guess, um, in the amount of waste, the amount of, um, uh, luxury for luxury's sake. It's okay. Conspicuous consum- consumption wasn't necessarily something that I wanted to align myself with long term. Mm-hmm. So we've been transitioning our business into. We've recently been. We bought a van and are building it out. Yeah. And are moving our whole company into being completely solar off the grid and really focusing on how much weeks are like our individual climate impact, how much water we use, how much energy we use. And we're looking to really align ourselves with companies who are also have that as a part of their mission. Okay, cool. It's, it's still evolving and still growing, but our, kind of hope is that by choosing to live our lives this way, we can also then work with companies who are 
structuring their business and structuring their company to grow long-term in much more, uh, what's the word? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, kind of like, uh, much more like socially conscious, I guess, which okay. is a bit of a buzzword, but really in a kind of like, it's most. Yeah. We're not, like we're not above, we're not yeah. above buzzwords. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. It's, um, yeah, we, we, we're looking to kind of like by living our lives in a, in a more simple off the grid way, we also are aligning ourselves with companies that are looking to do the same. Okay. That makes sense. So are you guys still looking to kind of do, uh, like higher end luxury stuff within that or just totally, are you, or is it just kind of as long as it's more, <laughs> I don't know, environmentally responsible and stuff? I mean, I think, yeah, we, we come from that world of, of luxury, which is like a really dumb thing to say. And I know how that, <laughs> but we like, we come from that world a little bit. So we're always going to be tapped into it. Um, and when we initially started mainland, we wanted to sell products oh. and they, they were the products we initially came out with were totally geared towards that market. Um, if we could, and we don't do that anymore for the most part. Now all the products that we were selling are proprietary elements we would add to an interior that we did. For instance, we've done uh, a few different interiors projects. Huh. Um, so like if you, you know, if you want our, you know, our, our wall vase, for instance, you just, you're going to have to buy an, inter an entire interiors job to get <laughs> one. Um, but uh, but yeah, like we're, we're, we're from that world. So we do want to stick there a little bit. Um, but we want to expand what we can do to kind of like maybe marry, marry those two things. So they're not mutually exclusive. Yeah, no, you know? definitely if not. We're just, if we're just talking like, you know, uh, if we're, we'll go on lighting based, right? Like this is, this is the thing about lighting is you don't put a chandelier in your apartment because, or your house to show all your friends how little money you save, you know, you spent on it. You put it up there to show all your friends, look how much money I spent on this thing. You know, so uh the same thing kind of goes with the different tiers of like green and the solar things that we that we're getting more interested in. You know, there's there's a there's an element of luxury that comes with going completely off the grid. Solar panels are not cheap, as mm -hmm. I'm sure you you know, yeah. So, um, yeah, there's definitely a little bit of a monetary barrier to entry in terms of getting set up in, <laughs> in this world. Um, but I think a lot more people are starting to realize that there's a long-term benefit in making this choice now. That's only going to, in the end, affect the kind of like the long term. Yeah. The long term. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, like it kind of reminds me or makes me think of like what Tesla is doing where they have, you know, entirely like electric cars, but then like they started off like very high end luxury, you know, a hundred thousand dollar cars, but now they're, you know, they're going down obviously like the $35,000, whatever model three or whatever it is. Um, but same kind of thing, right? Where you can have the, you can have both luxury and, you know, 
environmental consciousness stuff. It's not, they can, they can be together. Yeah. They don't have to be, they don't have to be separate. And I mean, they're, yeah, like Martha said, there is a barrier to entry when it comes to a lot of that stuff that really only the people who can buy the, the, you know, $80,000 car can really afford to do in like the most efficient and like biggest way possible. Tesla's mm-hmm. an interesting case too, because, you know, um, he's a madman. Elon Musk <laughs> is a total lunatic. Yeah. And like, for the grace of God, go away that he doesn't totally go dark and we're living in a Batman movie. But the, <laughs> but like, he has a real affinity for design and a real affinity for uh, like making the world, you know, a more like a, a more sustainable place, not necessarily a better place, but like he, he has a real affinity towards energy efficiency. Mm-hmm. So those shingles that he was working on, um, that were, they were solar paneled or roof solar shingles, roof mm-hmm. tiles. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's, that's a, that's a great example of something that like looks sick mm-hmm. because that's what it's, that's, that's, that's like, that's number one. It's got to look cool. Yeah. And then, and then, uh, a thing that was like deeply innovative and could potentially change the way we consume energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he like, he knows how to make things like, like the general population isn't going to buy stuff because it's like energy efficient. Unfortunately, they're going to buy stuff because it's cool and they want it and it seems fun to have, you know? So he's figured out how to make it, make all this stuff like that, which is pretty fun. I think he missed a big opportunity with like the fidget spinner, uh, fad where like you have all these like nine year olds spinning this thing, creating all this energy. If you could just have hard, <laughs> we could just have hard. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He could have he could have really done something Ooh, there. Yeah, but Tap them all into a. It came and went. I don't know what the next fad is going to be. Yo-yos always come. Yo-yos always come back, and that's that's the closest thing we've come up with. That's mm-hmm. like a, that's like a, an infinite energy machine or something. So maybe maybe he'll figure it out. Right. Yeah. Does, does he still? What did he get? What did he get? Uh, just taken down from? Was it Tesla or SpaceX? He's like not CEO of one of those things anymore. Oh really? Oh yeah. Oh, I didn't he, realize that. That Rogan, that Rogan thing really screwed him up. Well, it was he's he's no longer directly in contact with shareholders, which I think is the the, the bigger thing. Yeah, like when his tweet uh, affects the stock price like that. Yeah. yeah. But he's still, I think, involved in the the like the creative and operations output of a lot of his companies, from what I understand. It's just a it's a he can no longer be quote unquote president and manage the stock price of a public company well not to get like too inside baseball like on a podcast talking about a podcast but like (laughs) everyone's takeaway from that from that from that rogan thing was like elon musk smoked some weed you know my takeaway was like elon musk is so despondent about the future like he he's like he's like i'm not uh worried about the future anymore because i've just given up on worrying about the future (laughs) like that sucks but love is the answer. But love is the answer. Wow. Yeah. Was that how he was like? Was on that episode? Was he? He just did not have like hope for the future. Oh yeah. Rogan was like, and this is like so stupid. We're talking about whatever. The the uh, the yeah. Rogan was like, are you worried about about AI in the future anymore? And he's like, no. And Rogan's like, why? And he was like, oh, because I've talked till I'm blue in the face. No one will listen to me. We're past the point of no return. Yikes. Yeah, so dark. 
but everyone, <laughs> but everyone was so was so like freaked out about him, like not you know fake smoking weed on some stupid podcast. Anyway, yeah, sorry. <laughs> no. we, we we were just talking about it like four hours ago. So yeah, no yeah, man, it's it's scary stuff. Like all this AI stuff about like because there's totally different opinions. Like some people are super optimistic. Like yeah, it's going to be great. But then there's people like Elon Musk and others who are super fearful of it. So mm-hmm. I don't know, man. It's we just like at least someone in my position, I feel like I kind of just have to like buckle in and watch the show. Like, what am I going to do? You know. But don't watch the show Black Mirror because if <laughs> yeah. you if you like, I, we're already racing towards the cliff. Yeah. You know, I don't need to watch a show about us racing towards the cliff. Right. <laughs> So that's a show that we we watched the first episode and it gets better after that. But like, I'm just not doing it anymore. Yeah, the world is already too dark. I watch shows so that I can completely uh, cut off from all of the darkness. And that was just not, that wasn't the one for me. But yeah. Yeah, no, I feel the same way. It's like, I, depending on what you watch, like, it totally affects your mood and how you're feeling and, and everything. Um, like yeah, Black Mirror is tough to watch and and have like a happy demeanor afterwards. Yeah, and um, even like, have you guys ever seen a It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Yes. So like, you know how those guys they're just like total jerks and assholes to each other. Totally. Um, so like, I just got in a mood where I was just watching that like that was just the series that I was watching going through, and I found myself I was like, man, I think I'm like being meaner to people because of the show. Like, I think it's like affecting me like that. So. Totally. Yeah. I can only watch like one or two of those. My skin just starts to like crawl and like fall off my body. Yeah. And you know, and you know, like, <laughs> you know, there's some group text of your friends being like, is Travis kind of acting like a dick these days? <laughs> we gotta like gotta get him off Netflix. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We gotta revoke his privileges. Yeah, for real. It's like crazy how much this stuff can affect you. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm kind of like you guys now where I just enjoy watching. I like watch a lot of comedies and stand up specials and stuff like that because sure. it's just like fun to kind of watch something that's fun and get out of real life for a little bit and and just sit back and relax rather than like stress myself out and have bad dreams because of something I watched, you know? Totally. My, my first, one of my, one of my, uh, previous careers was in comedy. So the, uh, yeah. So we, we always kind of fall back on like whatever the new special is, Netflix special, HBO special coming out is. Wow. Yeah. It's good stuff. They have, I love how, how often Netflix releases new stand-up stuff, like how that's become more available rather than just like the HBO specials that used to come out. Totally. Yeah, it's it so just funny. came out of nowhere. Everyone was like so freaked out when Netflix started doing H- like comedy specials because they were like, even the place that mails you a DVD, like it's doing comedy specials. But uh, yeah. no, yeah, they're they're uh, they're they're becoming the eight hundred pound gorilla in terms of uh, in terms of comedy specials. Yeah, totally. Shows too, like originals. Their mm-hmm. budgets are outrageous. Oh yeah, yeah. Like what I've kind of heard, what they allow creators to do is rather than like a network, well, they'll they'll have like writers or somebody come in and give suggestions or give like tips or notes. Netflix is very like, we trust you. You've you've you're like you're a funny person. You've done funny things in the past. You've been successful. Just go make your show, and they'll they'll let you do that without uh, like trying to change it to what the Netflix executives think are best interfering too much. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they've, they've had plenty of opportunity to deplatform like comedians. I, I know Segura got like a lot of heat from his, his new special mm-hmm. and their whole, you know, 
you know you're in trouble when there's a hashtag on Twitter about you. Yeah. So there was, uh, <laughs> yeah, Segura, you know, there was a whole thing and Netflix was like, hey, he, he did his thing. Mm-hmm. We're not going to have anything to do with it. <clears throat> yeah, which I like. I think that's awesome. Got to do it mm-hmm. at this point. So what was your um, previous background or career or whatever in, in comedy? Uh, well, <laughs> I worked at College Humor oh, okay. uh, for a while. Um, I was an intern there for a while. Um, and then I left and worked, you know, kind of college humor adjacent with a different production company, mm-hmm. uh, doing some comedy writing, but you know, mostly, mostly production work. Okay. So production work means like filming and that kind of stuff. Yep. I was a location manager in New York oh, okay. uh, for a long time. Um, I worked with another college humor kind of, uh, defector, not defector. That's a bad word. Uh, kind of like another guy who used to work there. Okay. And I still know a bunch of the guys uh, who write for them now. And uh, they actually just launched a new thing, which is which is pretty cool. Um, and then everyone else who I used to work with there and interned with there uh, is kind of like they're all kind of doing amazing stuff. Uh, our good buddy, Brandon Banks, uh, continues to make some of the sickest, uh, short films that like exist on the internet right now. Um, and I, I think it's a lot to do with like, our time going to, going to Park Ave South. Where the old <laughs> nice. That's cool. That sounds fun. It sounds like a super, uh, just like a fun group to get in with, um, just for like, just to hang out with even, you know, when I showed up on my first day, like there's never been a feeling that I will ever have. That was like that, where I was like, I am among inner, like these people I see in the air all the time. That was also college humor, like 2009. Yeah. That was like, that was like, that was like the beginning, like college humor heyday almost. And then they yeah, definitely the heyday, not the beginning of the day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Anyway. Wow. You've had a colorful background. It's cool. Hey, yeah. they keep coming. Yeah. <laughs> so what's, um, what was, I guess I, I'm kind of confused on what you got, what mainland do, does now. Do you guys do like more branding kind of stuff for businesses or do you do like physical spaces of, and stuff like that? I mean, our, our ideal client, actually, we were able to realize um, it's both. The answer is both. Okay. Um, our ideal client was working with our friend Mary Ellen Amato on the Rita restaurant um, in, in Red, Red Hook, Hook in, in Red Hook, Brooklyn, where we used to live, uh-huh. and it was our local community. And she was able to get access to a space. I had previously done a kind of like she was doing her own catering, and so I had worked on branding for her previously. And she was able to get access to this pretty amazing restaurant space. And she reached out to us, reached out to us immediately and was like, I want you guys to do our whole branding package. And also we need to kind of redo the space. So our ideal client is really someone that we're able to have our hands in kind of all portions of the identity, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's the logo, the website, the social um, the interior, the signage, 
all of that kind of it all goes into the story and all the, the package. Printed, all the printed collateral too, uh-huh. which yeah. is, seems disposable at the time, but like is really meaningful. Yeah, and kind of in situ. So that was that's really been um, an amazing project to work on, and it only continues to grow. As she's been, she launched last January, kind of no, like February, beginning of February 2018 was when she launched, kind of like started, opened the restaurant. And in the last uh, few months, she's actually been able to grow and start doing her own kind of like package, package goods and really been able to turn over a profit, which is pretty unique in a restaurant within its first year. And then oh, right. uh, she actually reached out to us recently to do a whole pra- packaging for those products. And that was also kind of like, again, another next step mm-hmm. in the evolution of her business. And we were able to be a partner with her in that. Okay. And that's really our ideal version is that we're able to set up a company and then also grow with them as their needs change and evolve. Mm-hmm. That's cool. That makes sense. I get that. We're kind of always on deck. We're kind of always on deck. Like if Rita, like Rita is a perfect example because like we're the, her menu changes all the time, and she she's such a dynamic. Uh, I feel like chef or cook just like is not good enough. Uh-uh. Food uh, maven, uh, <laughs> like like I don't know. Whatever, whatever that word is that like I don't have the that I don't have the vocabulary for. Uh-huh. Like she is that, uh, and because of that, her menu changes all the time. So she's kind of constantly pinging us to be like, "Hey, we're doing this new thing," or "Hey, we're creating like a, a we're creating a packaged snack line. We need stickers for that." I mean, when we work with these clients. Like we're in it as with you as much as we can be. Okay. Uh, so it's much more of a relationship that way. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. I, I, I'm starting to get it now how you're just like involved with everything because everything represents the brand or the business. Yeah. And also in terms of building out that restaurant, I mean, one of the amazing things about that process too was we were able to work with like so many local builders and fabricators that without them, we wouldn't have been able to get it done like no way, no how. Um, and there was a, it really kind of proved the point that you can build this stuff holistically and involve everyone who has a skill to bring to the table, whether that's just like painting wall or in our case, fabricating, you know, iron and Corian countertops, you know, it was, it was, all skill levels involved and uh and welcomed right um so you mentioned you have a kind of a background in in lighting too right nat yeah that's right that's cool i i have no background in lighting but i feel like i really appreciate good lighting and like my sister's an interior designer there what's that (laughs) you're two-thirds of the way there (laughs) okay yeah like i don't know i just like it's just kind of like a natural thing where like harsh lighting just always bugged me. And when you have like a glare off of a bulb or something like that, it just annoys the crap out of me. And, and like even here in this apartment, it's just like a little one room studio basically. Um, but there's no, like, there's no lighting 
no pre-installed lighting or anything like that. So I was like, man, what are we going to do? I don't want just like one weird lamp in the corner or something. So I like installed this like bright, super bright ass LED strip around like the whole room. So it kind of evenly lights it and then it's all in a dimmer and stuff. So it feels pretty good. I feel like I did a pretty good job. Evenness and a dimmer is, is definitely the way to go. Did you, it was a warm LED or a cold LED? It looks, looks like it went warm. It's warm. This is a different light. This is the kitchen that you're seeing right now, but it, it's pretty similar. It's warm. Warm. Yeah. Yeah. That's the that's the thing. I feel like when I walk into a room with that cold, and this is this is where the better angels of our nature really kind of get at us in that so many of those like eco-friendly bulbs, right? That like we on paper love eco-friendly, love it to death. Yeah but they give off this atrocious quality of light that like I simply cannot be around. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's, it's like, I have to like leave the room. I have to like go in a closet and like light a candle and like, I'll then, then I, you know, I, my mood shifts. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so uh, led technology though is getting so much better. Phillips makes that crazy bulb, the hue it's mm-hmm. got spectrum light. Um, don't quote me on this, but I think you can even, I'm not sure, but I think you can actually even grow plants with the Philips, the new Philips Hue bulbs. Wow. You can control with your phone. You can you can actually take, I think, within their program, or there's a, maybe a, a program kind of like next to it, where you can, um, you know, that little eyedropper tool in Photoshop, you can take a picture, you can take a picture, take that eyedropper tool and apply it to your, to the bulb. So there's like a sunset. You know, you like that particular like orange or red. That's you can apply cool. that bulb. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty incredible. That's um, awesome. Yeah, being, I mean, it's it, it's a gift and a curse the lighting thing, um, because, um, <laughs> because I'm just like so so narrowly satisfied. <laughs> and basically, we, the lighting we have here is really good. Um, but that's because we have very talented friends who like custom made all of our lamps for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's a thing that was a problem as we're building out the van. We, I tried to translate an entire page of Mandarin Chinese in order to make sure that we had the, the right led bulbs or like the right led lights that were going to go in. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. It's, you know, it's not all it's cracked out to be. It's, <laughs> uh. Yeah. I wish I, I wish I could just like pop in some like ten thousand watt halogen bulb and be cool. Yeah, right. But, but no, every time I walk into like one of those one of those you know living room with a bunch of like really cold bulbs, I feel like I'm in a morgue. Mm-hmm. Can't do. That. Um, no. yeah. But yeah, you're 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 with the with the LED strip and the dimmer, you could go to the moon. Thank you. Yeah, I feel like I've done pretty good. Most people. Most people even like notice the lighting when they come here. It's a thing. It's cool. Yeah, it's a thing because it's a utility. You have to have light. It's not like a painting. Like theoretically, you, you can live your life, you know, without a without a painting on the wall, or <laughs> yeah, you can live your life without a sculpture or something like that. Like life goes on without those things, but when it gets dark, you need light. Yeah. <laughs> so that's where, so that's where the the utility of it comes in conflict with the aesthetics of it. Yeah. What is the, I, I think I came upon this like a few months ago. It's like the, some sort of pendant that was made a long time ago, like a, 
just kind of like a pendant hanging lamp kind of thing, but it's supposed mm-hmm. to give off like the best quality of light ever. It has like one little red shade on it and all these other little things. Have you ever uh, heard of that? Yeah. Yeah. Who's, who was that? Uh, we're going to totally, we're going to totally fail you on this one. God damn it. Hold I on. know what you're talking about. I'm thinking of the the Herman Miller bubble, bubble lights, but it's not that. Mm. It's the um, uh, what was it? Whoa. Sorry, pass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I wish we. Yeah, I wish we. I wish we had this one. Yeah, yeah. God, it, that thing is so cool. It just uh, looks cool without the lights on, but then, man, yeah, I don't know. We'll figure it out. Yeah, disperses the light, and I think I know. I can like see an image of it disperses the light in a way that feels really really good yeah it has a bunch of different like kind of things that are jutting off of it i guess it you know i don't know if it's true or not but it it sold me it looks cool can i ask you about um your rebrand and how that went oh it's going good so far um i mean i just kind of changed the title and the name of the show and everything and Everything just switched over in people's podcast feed and everything like that. And now I can talk about a whole bunch of different stuff. Like I just talked to an ice cream, the ice cream king. He like reviews all these different ice creams and, you know, just crazy stuff. It just allows me to indulge in my own interests and curiosityness kind of stuff, I guess. Did you find, um, and, you know, we can cut this out or whatever but um or chop it up but did you did you find that the van thing was too pigeonholing because i will i will i will say that while we're doing the van thing as well mm-hmm. it's really not what we want to be known for mm-hmm. so we we found it to narrow our focus in kind of a detrimental way yeah i i agree with that like i I find it very interesting and fun and I want to be a part of it, but it's um, just talking about it on a podcast endlessly. It kind of got a little boring for me, honestly, because it was similar stories that I kept hearing over and over, um, which I appreciated. It was fun to hear those stories and everything. Um, and I learned a, like a lot of stuff about little tips of little things to do, like a recirculating shower and all these crazy solar things and stuff, which was super fun to know. But yeah, I just felt like I was having to force myself to do episodes after a while, mm-hmm. and I just had a natural like inclination to kind of expand it into other people and other topics. So I did it. Yeah, that totally makes sense. That's definitely what we we've been talking a lot about that because we are doing the van build, but it's not something that we want. Again, like Nat said, we don't necessarily want to be known for. It's a tool and literally a vehicle for us to get to new clients and new projects. Mm-hmm. It's not the end all be all. Right. Like I don't want to necessarily make my life about a hashtag van life or anything in that realm. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's at the same time, it allows us to be mobile, be flexible and really learn a lot about a building process, which we have never really fully done ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's, I mean, now that we said that you don't want to be known for van life, let's talk about it a little bit. (laughs) So, um, yeah. How's the, uh, where are you guys at in the van conversion process and all that stuff? We have, 
we have the van. We have the. <laughs> we have the we van. Have the van. <laughs> <laughs> no, we have um, uh, insulation, solar panels, electrical run, uh, ceiling, lights all wired, and then we spent the last two days building out the benches for the kind of like bed couch situation. So right. we're very much in the middle of it. We have all of the supplies, all of the pieces, and now it's really just kind of an assembly job. Mm-hmm. So what, um, what van did you guys pick? We went with a Ram ProMaster 2500. All right. Nine inch wheelbase, high top. And that was, that really can speak to a lot of the reason why we went with that van in particular we just listened to campers and vans and coffee we just figured that that all those guys like and they had the right idea no well i mean some of them did i think right um but Mm -hmm. the uh no we uh we're not millionaires so we weren't gonna buy an off-the-lot mercedes yep i am a deeply anxious person which means i'm not gonna buy a mercedes van with like 250,000 miles even yeah. though like don't worry about it man it's fine it's really, really. <laughs> like we're not we're not doing that so we wanted to we had a um we had a kia sorrento which shout out to kia love those guys <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I it's so silly like our brand loyalty is our brand loyalty is dependent upon the most b- bonkers set of criteria but we loved our kia um and we wanted to trade it in, so we got a 2017 Ram ProMaster, 159-inch wheelbase, the high top, um, so we could stand up in it. Um, and uh, we weren't going to buy the Ford, the Transit, because they were dealing with some recall issues we weren't super stoked on. Mm-hmm. Uh, aforementioned nervousness. Yeah. Uh, and that Nissan is just too ugly to exist in this world yes like, for real it looks like a reebok no yeah it, it, like, <laughs> it, was, it was like it was too i mean outside of it being like rear wheel drive which doesn't make any sense to me um it just got like i just can't i can't be seen driving that thing mm-hmm. so we went with ram which has like the front of it is kind of bobo uh but the back of it looks really cool and it was the widest of all the vans um if we uh and you know we're we're shorties i'm five eight martha's five four four so you know we can actually sleep across it oh nice uh, which is which is nice um but yeah so there were myriad reasons we kind of like went along with it but um mostly it was utility and price point we could get a 2017 and not you know put ourselves in debtor's prison. Yeah. You know, on account of. Totally. People, I think people forget that the Sprinter is a Mercedes. It's like a high end luxury kind yeah. of car, you know? I mean, it's not, it's, it's built for like car going kind of stuff, but it's, it's a high end car. Um, exactly. They're still eating everyone's lunch though, in terms of the four wheel drive. Like once, oh, right. yeah, once, I mean, once, any of those companies I mentioned earlier start to do a four by four, then I think Mercedes is going to get a run for its money. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Similarly, the way that 
Samsung, for instance, is giving iPhone a run for their money right now. You know, the Samsung phones are, are basically better phones at this point. Well, um, mostly because they have a better camera. Yeah. <clears throat> That's the biggest thing. We're in tangential. But the point is, <laughs> the, the point is, like, once once all those brands start to make a 4x4, then there's going to be some real competition in that area. But, yeah, I mean, if I wanted a 4x4 Mercedes, it you know, it's like a $65,000, $70,000 car, you know? Mm-hmm. Like how 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 are any of us going to do that? So <laughs> yeah, we make uh maybe we maybe all of us combine our money. I'm sure you got some friends and I have some friends. We can all pull our money. We all buy one big van, right? And then we do that. But but yeah, not for us. Yeah, it's crazy, and it, it's interesting. It's it's weird how almost universally people agree that that Nissan van looks pretty ugly, but it's like we're just dealing with vans here. They're not like none of them are that sharp of a looking car like you know they they look okay for a van but it's just weird how that thing is just it just doesn't do it for anybody once elon musk makes a van maybe like we'll we can all be aligned on what the what like the hottest looking van is but but talk about premium that's not gonna that's not gonna be accessible for that's true for a while yeah have you heard of the uh he's building a pickup truck have you guys heard of that thing or seen it yeah I, i haven't seen it i've heard i heard it yeah, I don't. I don't think anyone's seen it actually. I don't think it's released yet. But he said it's going to be like Tron or not Tron, uh, Blade Runner kind of style esque pickup truck. That's just going to be huge. Like, uh, like there's a picture, kind of a rendering that might be it, where it's it looks like kind of a normal pickup truck, but then in the bed of this to like Tesla pickup is like a large GMC pickup. So it's like, what? How big is this thing going to be, right? That is so peculiar. Yeah. So I don't know. And he's like, he said, uh, he's like, I don't even know if there'll be that big a market for this thing. It might be kind of weird, but he's like, I'm just building it because I really like it. And he's like, if it doesn't sell well, then we'll kind of maybe have to retool and build a like more normal style pickup. But yeah, this thing, I can't wait to see. It's going to be like insane. That's the most Elon Musk description. Is like. I'm, I'm going to build it because I like it. If it doesn't sell, fuck it. And it looks like it's from Tron. Yeah, totally. Runner. <laughs> yeah. So, man, he just he's just so fun to watch. He's just like a cartoon, man. Seriously. I mean, yeah, like I said, therefore the grace of God go we that he's not just, you know, he's not turning into like, you know, the Joker. Yeah, that's true. But it's like he's got a lot of pressure on him. I, it's it's understandable that he's kind of a little kooky and weird. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Um, okay, we so to the episode, uh, oh, sorry, but I was saying we listened to the episode um, with the the serial guy. I'm not going to attempt attempt to pronounce his website. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that was great. Cool. Well, thank you. Yeah, that was really that was really fun to listen to, and like. He's he's all over the place, but in a totally totally awesome way. Yeah, he was fun to talk to. Typical kind of like food blogger, but that was great. Yeah. <laughs> but at, at any point, I love the passion that he was able to like like he's found his thing. Oh yeah. And so he's so obviously so exciting. Mm-hmm. And whenever you talk to someone who's like they've found their thing, it's like that's the, that's the amazing light bulb moment where you're like. You love this. This is your thing. Which to bring it full circle a little bit is like these are the brands we're trying to get we're trying to target. You know, we're not 
if you're just trying to, you know, make a new drink and it, you're just trying to make some money with it, then it's not really, not really our thing. But if you are, let's say we're working, we're working with an iced tea company right now, for instance, mm-hmm. and, uh, they're called granny squibs, iced tea. Um, and there is the ingredients are really simple and there is passion through every ounce of what they put out there. So that's a company that we really want to be a part of. Mm-hmm. If you're just, you know, just some new vodka company or all you're trying to do is <clears throat> make some money or do that. It's, it's not really, it's not really our thing. It's, you get it. It's, it's, uh, it's it's the passion projects we want to be part of. Yeah, that's. I think it's cool how there's. I don't know if there's really a shift, but it feels like there's a shift at least to that kind of stuff where brands are more. Um, uh, they care more more about their stuff that they're doing rather than just like trying to make as much money as possible, um, and people can really connect to them. Like, I don't know who was kind of the. It seems like maybe Coca-Cola or something was kind of like the first big brand where people like, you know, they're like collecting stuff that with Coca-Cola on it and all this crazy stuff. But it's just like, it's fun when a business and a brand can be more than just something you buy. Yeah. Well, I think that's also what a younger audience is starting to bring to it is that we don't just want to be aligned with whatever company you buy off the shelf you want to be part of a company that has something to say and has a perspective mm-hmm. and will give you not just a product, but also allow you to buy into an experience. Yeah. So how far and, does it go? Do you think it like, like a, um, like a, a toilet paper company could do something like that or are people just going to buy for price? Well, I think that's when you get into utilitarian products versus something that is more um, disposable income. So something you need, there's always going to be, well, I'm going to probably, unless you have more income, you're going to buy the cheapest thing. Right. But there are also more companies that are starting to do recycled paper products, where then you can have a little bit more kind of like get in between and hit that mid mid range price point where maybe your ethics can align with it. And then I can also, my bank account can align with it too. Yeah. But I think it generally tends to fall into like utilitarian products, a little bit harder to hit the, the higher, the higher goals and logic and ethics. Mm-hmm. Um, when we're all just trying to live and be people. Well, the toilet, toilet paper is a good example too, because or it's an interesting example in terms of marketing and branding because every brand of toilet paper is within a few cents on one side or the other mm-hmm. of each other. You know? Yeah. Totally. It's when you get it's when you get into like uh oh, I don't know, like glassware or furniture, mm-hmm. you know, where you can go to IKEA and spend this amount. And or you could go to some other higher end furniture place, and then and there's different tiers of that. Um, or you can go online and come to the middlemen, and there's a lot more new companies that are doing that, as that's their kind of like their business yeah. model. You can look at mat- yeah, it. I mean, you could look at mattresses now in the same way. Yeah, you know, as, as, as the same way that the toilet paper example works, right? Or it's 
the you know Casper was doing that thing where they would they would drop it off of your door and it was super cheap and now there's like five other companies that do that so now I mean think of it, however many toilet paper companies it's all they're all within the same price point now yeah beverages are funny because it's all about marketing interesting it's entirely about marketing huh. um, I mean it's about you know it's about you know taste and and flavor and ingredients and all that too but. You know, if you were to look at your, you know, take four iced tea companies, for instance, and compare them all, they basically taste all the same. It's just about what you, what your dad drank or like what, you know, your favorite, you know, what your best friend brought to soccer games afterwards. You know, it's, it's, it's all, I'm convinced that it's entirely about context. Okay. Yeah. Like I'm drinking the Arnold Palmer. This is what he drank. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll have a dramatic, a dramatic two putt in the uh, <laughs> at the uh, the U.S. Open. <laughs> I'm not sure that's right, but that was, that was good. Yeah, close. Yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite? What is your favorite logo to put you on the spot? My favorite logo out of like any out of any logo? Huh? No one's ever asked me that before. We literally ask ourselves that question probably a dozen times a day. Wow. <laughs> huh. It's constantly changing. It's constantly changing. Yeah. Well, okay, give me some like give me your top three. So just to get me like going. Okay, so we can't so uh showing my cards for a second, I can't have a top three. I simply cannot. But uh we really like the Waffle House logo. <laughs> okay, so like the yellow like squares. The yellow yeah. squares, it kind of looks like a crooked smile. But everything is everything is misaligned to the point of alignment. It's like perfectly imperfect. That's a that's a big thing for us. Okay. But not even just the sign, it's the the proportions on the actual building. Yeah. So the transition from those little squares to the the scale and the size of Waffle House on a like a building that has diagonal sides. It's just oh. like there's something so wrong but so right about it. It's Huh. It's fascinating. Like, wow. and it was just a very simple choice, and it's very like clean, sound serif, really strong, really bold color choices. You see it all over the place, but as soon as you see it, you know it's Waffle House, True. and can't it can't be mistaken for anything else. Love the FedEx logo. That's that a hidden arrow in it with, with the arrow in it, but yeah. also the fact that they would that they pair. <clears throat> Two colors that I basically can't stand, purple and orange, like together and have it and have it work together yeah. is is pretty it's pretty amazing. I think I think there's a there's a my favorite logo is like the Waffle House logo too. There's a brute force and ignorance thing that comes with uh, a logo like the FedEx logo, like Waffle House, to an extent, um, Dollar General, like those were just like. <laughs> Martha has Martha takes takes. I'm not sure about that one. Yeah, <laughs> that. But there there is a brute force and ignorance thing when it comes to some of my my favorite logos that I really like. Mm-hmm. If you look at a lot of like uh, a lot of like bomb shelter iconography, like from like the 60s, you know, someone was really careful in in deciding what all that type looked like and like how that was all laid out. You know, oh, you, yeah. you know, there was, 
the government of all places cared about consistent imagery throughout every, you know, every, every bomb shelter and all the pamphlets, you know, through the cold war. Yeah. So there's a marriage of like utilitarianism and, and, and design there. Mm -hmm. Interesting. It's weird, but that, that even has like a, uh, a higher purpose than just recognizing a brand that's like a safety kind of thing that they wanted yeah. people to always associate with that, huh? Totally. But I mean, if you, I mean, but it's all, it's all branding like that, that, that's classic logo with the, the three kind of like semi triangles and the circle in the middle that says like, like nuclear, nuclear, or, you know, or, or the bio, the biohazard logo, like someone had to come up with all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Those are good logos. I like that. They're awesome. logos. <laughs> yeah. They can they can be found. They're so awesome, in fact, that they can be found on the uh, within like a tribal armband of like any guy any guy who wants to get a tattoo in a boca. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay, well, I think just just because it's here, I I really enjoy the Pliny the Elder logo. Aha! Uh -huh. oh, I like that a lot. Normally on yeah. their um, on their box that they give you, that when you buy like a full like twelve pack or whatever, they uh, the whole box is kind of like a darker green, kind of like a military green almost, with that like reddish logo on top. I think it looks pretty good. Yeah. Where's Planet of the Elder from? Uh, they are from the Russian River Brewing Company up in Santa Rosa, California. Got it. Yeah, Whoa. just above San Francisco. Um, have you heard of the brand? Have you heard of Pliny the Elder? Yeah, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've heard it in a different context, though. I'm not. This is probably embarrassing from a literary perspective, but I'm not really sure where Pliny the Elder is from. Oh, um, you mean like the the character, he, the person, the character, right? He is was a. Tales? What's that? No, is it a Canterbury Tales? I think Can Pliny the Elder was a real person. If I'm. Yeah. 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 I'm, maybe I, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't I know who idea. that is. I don't know who that person. Is. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> but it, yeah, it's a super cool logo, and that that red with a deeper a deeper army green would be would be legit. Are you good in the fire, by the way? Isn't the fire like knocking yeah. in your, your door right now? Yeah, we're fine here. It's more like up in the like Hollywood Hills kind of area where it's more brushy kind of stuff. Um, here we're pretty good. We're right by the ocean and and just kind of city stuff. But yeah, it's, it's close. We're, where we can like feel the smoke and the, the soot from it dude yeah like it's yeah there's there's a we're reading a book and by read i mean listen to a book <laughs> <laughs> uh, martha's a reader i I'm, I'm not so good at it especially and it's embarrassing because i call myself a writer but i'm not i'm not so good i'm not so good at reading um about the donner party mm -hmm. and uh there's a thread throughout the book that deals with the way nature seems to have intent, even though it couldn't, it couldn't possibly, right? Like there's, there's the way that we as humans like kind of process it is like, oh, this fire, this fire or this flood or this mudslide is like doing something, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's got some kind of motive when in fact it, 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 it couldn't possibly, yeah. um, and I, I see that with the fires. It's just like, it seems like they're, it just really seems like they are targeting spots. It's, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. It's super scary. Yeah. It's brutal for the people who get hit and it's in the same 
I don't, I think it's like Thousand Oaks maybe or something, but they yeah. have a big fire, like, and they just had the, that mass shooting a couple of days too. And they have a fire to deal with. It's like, it's pretty sad. It's, it's brutal. Yeah. Yeah. Thousand Oaks is not, it doesn't seem like it's doing so hot. Yeah. Maybe we'll visit when we, when we travel across the way. Yeah. Yeah. We need to get out, out to the West coast. So what's the timeline look like for you guys with your van when you guys heading out? Do you know? We're trying to get everything wrapped up before Thanksgiving, which is a very tight timeline. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're we're just all all hands on deck right now, just cranking on it. Mm-hmm. Are you doing the build just you two, or you have other people helping you? We have a couple other friends helping us. Um, uh, our buddy Ben was really crucial in helping with a lot of. A lot of the electrical and solar and more mechanical aspects of the build. He's a fa- um, fabricator, like mm-hmm. an automobile fabricator. So he does that by trade and has a lot more knowledge than we do. Yeah, um, good to have around. Uh, yeah, very yeah, good to have seriously. around. <laughs> we feel bad kind of like he comes home from like a long day of work. And we're like, hey, do you want to like do like the same stuff you were just doing? <laughs> but like for us and for free? Right, yeah. We'll give you a sandwich or something, but that's it. Like, how does that sound? (laughs) Half sandwich, pal. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, No, he he owns a shop called uh, Ministry of Mayhem in Groton, Connecticut. Okay. uh, They do motorcycle fabrication and and automobile fabrication there. Nice. Yeah, he's been helping helping us out a lot. So, yeah, we're we're not alone in this build. We could not do it ourselves, and I think that's a big thing that we've learned in doing this is that it really takes a lot of knowledge, whether it's YouTube videos or actual friends, uh, mm. with us helping. Yeah, totally. It's a lot to it. Once you get into it, you don't even realize what you don't know, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, so did you guys get the, you mentioned the length of your van was, is that the longer wheelbase or the shorter one? The longer one. Um, okay. it's a longer wheelbase. We didn't get the extended body, which I mean, it adds another 18 inches, mm-hmm. I think, um, which is actually quite a lot. But this one, the the 2500 uh, with the 159-inch wheelbase fits in a standard parking spot. Yeah. Um, so that's that was kind of that was kind of a big deal. That is kind um, of super nice. I mean, those 170-inch sprinters, it's got to be like driving a school bus, right? I mean, they're longer than the short bus, right? It's like oh, not. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. It's it's got to be like driving a school bus. I mean, if you're trying to like South Camp, which we're not trying to do all that often, but you know, we have to engage with reality some days, you know. And like, I don't really, you know, I don't really want to like see a parking spot that a tank could fit in and be like, ah, it's too short, and like have to like figure out like another spot. So, and if, this is also fairly maneuverable. It's got the best, um, what do you call it, turning radius. Oh, okay. Of, nice. Of, of all the vans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We were actually, we did a kind of test drive um, a couple of weeks ago, went down to North Carolina for a wedding, parked in Shenandoah National Park on the top of a mountain, and then came back up and spent two days in New York in our old neighborhood, um, like literally stealth camping on the streets of our old neighborhood. And that was a really good test case of being able to really make it work. And even though we were just on like 
sleeping bags and camping mattresses in a construction site, basically. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but it was that was a really good opportunity for us to kind of try out the van, try out living in the van and get a better sense of really how we want to live in this space so that now we're back in Rhode Island actually building the furniture and building the stuff and have a better knowledge base to come from. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm stoked to see how yours turns out, especially with your background and and this kind of stuff and and designing spaces and lighting and everything. I'm curious to see what you guys do. It makes it very difficult (laughs) (laughs) because it is like, I'll, I'll, I'm totally guilty of this. And like Martha's background is totally in art and design from start to finish. Martha has Martha has been in art and design. She went to an, an arts uh, high school. She went to the arguably the best art and design school college in the country. Uh, my my background is not in that. I, I I learned it all kind of like on the fly. Mm-hmm. So we have these kind of like they're probably mundane to Martha because she probably approached them when she was like 15 years old and she's already been there, done that, bought the t-shirt. But like, we have these like discussions where I'm like, but like, doesn't this do that? Yeah. And doesn't this make it look like that? And she's like, just let's all work, let's work through it. And you'll come to the same conclusion I, I came through. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, we have these kind of like fights where we basically are like, no, you're right. No, you're right. And <laughs> And we kind of labor over these like silly points. So it, 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 it will be a beautiful van. Um, but it is a, uh, it is not easy with two people. Who have a Who tendency are- to overthink every detail. Yeah. Uh, perhaps to our own detriment where <laughs> things get slower, uh, because we, we really gotta, really gotta think right. through it. That's so, so silly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Does this, does this area give you a sense of foreboding or no? <laughs> I am looking like a, like I, I, like I'm looking at three straight lines. Like what are you? What are we even doing here? Mm-hmm. Um, so and it probably is not makes you know the van build a little slower, but we're we're happy to do it. Yeah. Um, so what kind of stuff? What's the kind of overall layout? Are you guys gonna have like a shower or or toilet or anything in it, or what's the scoop and all that stuff? We're not as cool as those uh, as those tiny watts people you you interviewed. <laughs> yeah, those guys. That's crazy what they're doing. It's so cool. They're, yeah, they those guys them. are like yeah, those guys are pushing the limit. I'm I'm happy I'm happy for them. Um, and we follow them on Instagram. They're great. They're it's it's really good content. We initially we're gonna try to copy their like their like multi tiered floor thing, and um, then we like looked at ourselves and looked at the equipment we had, and we're like. We can't do that. That's insane. Get out of here. Come on. We're all trying to have a good time. And, and, uh, yeah, so we, so our layout really is, uh, really Martha designed, uh, and it's pretty dope. Yeah. The biggest thing for us is we didn't want a fixed, really large platform bed kind of like covering the whole back. Mm -hmm. So wanted something that feels a little bit more open, like a full like access as like a big aisle way. Um, so, uh, kind of like from the sliding doors up by the cab, that's the kitchen area. We put the like max air fan up there for airflow whenever we're cooking. Right. And then there'll be, um, as you move back through the van, 
There's the faucet and sink is going to be on the left-hand side. Um, Dometic fridge and propane stove on the right. Then mm -hmm. two benches all the way back. One of the benches is going to have one of those like piano hinges come over and that's going to become the bed. Simple. That's overhead, like overhead compartments on one side of the van. Right. Pretty cool. We're, we don't have a ton of stuff. We're not big climbers or we don't need to carry like kayaks or surfboards or anything. So we don't have a whole lot of needs in terms of large storage spaces. Mm -hmm. Really just about being able to access the things we need to kind of like run the business on the road. So a small portable printer, access to internet, mm -hmm. things like that. That's really been our biggest concerns and making sure the layout is just very simple and usable. Yeah. So um, have you guys ever like done extended camping in a like a RV or van or anything like that before? Never, not even once. Well, <laughs> well kind of. We, we used to own a Volvo 240 that we would oh, do yeah. kind of like smaller car camping trips mm -hmm. uh, and sleep in the back of uh, like, the, like a Volvo station wagon. Okay. Um, and love that car. Was amazing. But it was rear wheel drive. And we had some issues being in New England in the snow. And we got we got we got a little bit stuck, at one point. <laughs> yeah. and that, then we traded in the that car for the Kia Sorento, and then the Kia Sorento for the van. Mm -hmm. We have gotten stuck in the van though, and a deep irony about us getting stuck in the van was, you'll never guess it, but what pulled us out was a Kia Sorento. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's great. It all came full circle. Yeah, just yeah, like we were in a campsite in Tennessee, and the it had know, been raining for like four days. Yeah, it's it's uh, while while it's very dry and hot out on the West Coast and the East Coast, it's probably rained oh forty four out of forty five days. It feels like here. Wow. Uh, so we parked in this spot that if we had you know known a little bit better, we wouldn't have parked in, and our wheels went zzzz, and we were totally stuck. And the camp site manager at the time was like, oh, I'll pull you out. And what rolls up? Yes, <laughs> Rento. And I was just like, are we doing the right thing here? Because I kind of feel like we had that car. <laughs> <laughs> Man, those Kias, they can do everything. Seriously, I, it's, it's a weird plug, but but I'll be goddamned if I don't love if I don't love a Kia. That's warranty too. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's more thing on the road. That's good. Uh, yeah. But how are you? So you used to live in you used to live in LA. Mm -hmm. You still? Yeah, I live in uh, in Long Beach here. We just bought we rent a little studio here. Cool. What do you do? You try to get out in nature as often as you can, or is or is it kind of it's, it's less difficult out there, right? Because you don't have to deal with traffic getting out of city necessarily. Yeah. No, it's. It's great where we're at because we have like I'm right on the beach here, which is nice. Um, so we can do surfing and paddleboarding, all that kind of stuff every day. And then, um, yeah, I mean, like I can go up to Big Bear in a couple hours and get into like higher elevation wood kind of stuff. Like the redwoods are only four hours away. I can go to like uh, <laughs> it's good, man. I can go to like uh, Death Valley, the middle of the desert, Joshua Tree. All this stuff is within like two to four hours of us. So it's a really cool place to be. 
That's crazy. Yeah. And, and yeah. I, when we were in Brooklyn, when we were in Brooklyn, um, it was like if we hadn't planned on being on the road at at least six a.m., like you're boned. Mm-hmm. Like the traffic getting out of the city was so crazy. We actually have friends coming over tonight, and uh, it took them an hour to get to Ninety Third Street from. Uh, like the Lower East Side, and it was like so. That's an hour on the same island. The island's only seven miles long. <laughs> you know, it's it's and it was like it's like that all the time. Yeah. You know, so unless you're unless you are in it to win it, and you are you want to go hiking, goddamn it, <laughs> you know, you're gonna you have to be out of the city like so early. Yeah, yeah. New York City is this crazy vortex that really once you're there, it it keeps you there. And it makes it really hard to get out. But then once you're out, it's really hard to get back in. It's kind of like yeah. the same the same logic goes both ways in terms of traffic. And then also, from at least kind of like being gone from New York City for some time, there's also a kind of like a mental shift in living in New York City and getting out and then being outside of New York City and getting back in. Hmm. It's really, it's kind of been an interesting shift. For you sure. spent some time in New York. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've I've just done I've been there twice just two like week long trips. Yeah. Yeah. So just kind of like the hanging out, getting the tourist spots in and that kind of stuff, you know. Is it for you? Or would you would you never? Oh, I would love to make a move there for like, you know, six months to a year and and then see how I'm feeling. Um, but I definitely have that like LA like pull for for some reason like it just when i'm when i'm coming back and you know they announce that we'll be landing at lax i just kind of feel like more relaxed you know so i I don't know what it is just a different vibe probably just because i grew up here is all um but yeah i enjoy it here and and i got my i have a jeep with and i kind of built this whole little camping set up in the background so um i can take all that stuff out and and you know do everything i want to here so I, i enjoy it but I would I would love to explore and move to some different parts of the country and the world even. Mm-hmm. Can't spell relax without LAX. Oh, that's good. That's Thanks, good. Man, <laughs> I'm sure I'm not. I'm, I'm sure that's not the yeah. first time. <laughs> but in, in the interest of taking credit for other people's work, yeah, uh, I'll, I, I I plant my flag in that in that stupid pun. <laughs> that's good, man. We've been talking for like. An hour and fifteen now. Yeah, man. This yeah, this is good. this has been this has been really this has been really fun. I really appreciate you dealing with all my with all my frantic and long winded emails. It was it was <laughs> once once we uh, no like once like we listened to the podcast and like, like we've listened to every episode. It was like mm-hmm. you know you're a good interviewer and we wanted to, we wanted to get on and and get on your same page. You know. Cool. Well, yeah, I appreciate you guys saying that. It was fun talking to you. Totally. Cool. So uh, just to wrap up, where can everybody kind of find you guys? Uh, You can find us at our company website, mainland-studio.com. And then we also have our Instagram handle is just Mainland Studio. And then we both have our personal. I'm Martha Main and that's Nat Tingley. Yeah. Nat Tingley on Instagram, Martha Main on Instagram, Mainland Studio on Instagram. That is tends to be the most powerful tool we have in our toolkit. Plus, we uh, kind of can't stand uh, any other form of social media. 
outside of Instagram. So uh, you, yeah. you won't on Facebook. I mean, you can, but that's, that's uh, a symptom of being on Instagram. Yes, there's a presence there, but it's just an illusion. It's just an illusion. Don't, yeah, don't peek behind the curtain because you won't find anything. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm the same way. <laughs> totally, dude. Yeah, I don't know. Instagram is Instagram is the best. Yeah. I wish I spent a little bit less time on it. I think iPhone came up with that new thing where it tells you how much time you spend on each on each app. And yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't want to. That is some grim arithmetic. I think. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's great, man. It cuts you off after like I have mine set to like twenty minutes a day, and then it cuts you off. Doesn't let you get on there. Twenty minutes a day. Oh yeah. my god. What do you so. do? What do you do the other times a day? <laughs> <laughs> I just say ignore, and I go back on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, yeah, super fun talking to you guys. Thanks again. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah well, absolutely. Thanks so much for your time too. And hopefully yeah. we'll see you soon. We'll we'll uh, we'll holler when we're in LA. Yeah, that would be great. We'll hang out for sure, meet up. And definitely, yeah. if you ever want to come to the Ocean State, you let us know. Yeah, I will. That'd be fun. All right, man. Cool. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Hey guys, Travis is here again. Um, so the podcast is over. It's done. So you can just leave right now. So don't worry about it. But I just had a couple things I wanted to mention and say to you guys. So first of all, thanks for listening to the episode or watching the episode. Super appreciate that. Um, if you want to connect with me or in, in the podcast, uh, we're on. We have a website. It's called curiosityness.com. Um, curiosityness is C U R I O S I T Y N E S S. Kind of weird. Um, but that's what it is, curiosityness.com. Uh, you can go there. We have an Instagram, instagram.com slash podcast. So not just curiosityness for the username. Uh, I'm on Instagram as TravDeRose, T-R-A-V-D-E-R-O-S-E, if you want to find just me. Um, oh, we're on Facebook, facebook.com slash curiosityness. We're on YouTube, uh... I think just go to YouTube and search Curiosityness and we'll pop up. Uh, I don't think we have a URL for that one. Sorry. Oh, and we have a, I have an email address, Travis at Curiosityness.com. So if you want to email me, you know, give me your thoughts on the show, suggestions, tips, uh, maybe like a suggestion for a new, for a guest who could come on, maybe yourself or somebody that you know who might be interested or or you would like to hear on the podcast, let me know about that stuff. I, I would love to hear that. Um, oh, and then if you could leave a review too for the podcast, that'd be super appreciated. Uh, the reviews in like in Apple podcast or Spotify or whatever, wherever you're listening to this super help. Um, just drop like a star, whatever star review. I won't tell you to do five, but it'd be nice. Uh, so drop a review. You can write a review even too, if you want, that would be even better. Um, but that's about it. So thanks again for watching. I super appreciate you, you know, listening to the whole show and staying here. Um, and yeah, thanks again. Have a good day. Bye-bye.